If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, a Kantar podcast now. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing, and today I'm joined by Pierre Croft, Head of User Experience at Decibel Insight. Hello, Pierre. Hi, Andy. How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. Um, tell us a little bit about Pierre Croft and what you do at Decibel. Sure. Um, yeah, I've, I started out as a uh, graphic designer, um, gradually moving on into sort of web design, and now I do I work on user experience. Um, so less less kind of uh, Photoshop and more sort of prototyping and um, organizing and planning and stuff like that. Yeah. Fantastic. Today we're going to be talking about IA, and not to be confused with AI, which is artificial intelligence. No, it's IA, which is information architecture. And, and the benefits of card sorting. What are, what are the benefits of organizing data for your website? Well, basically, card sorting is a way of uh, involving users in, in determining your IA. So if you've ever made a sitemap, um, that's basically information architecture. It's, it's the way in which information on your site is organized and also um, how it's uh, classified and, and the hierarchy, you know, what belongs where um, and that kind of thing. Um, so navigation is a really important part of any website. Um, if not one of the most important. Um, and so any any time you get to users uh, to to help you organize it, it's it can only be a good thing. Um, and card sorting is a is a really cheap and simple way of of getting users involved with um with your information architecture. so it's intuitive and and user friendly. Yeah, what's the history of card sorting, Pierre? Where did it come from? Um, well, it's been used for a while in psychology. So sort of, you know, uh, if you think back to sort of the Victorian era, I guess, um, people would use um, card sorting to test people's memory um, and to test, you know, their their reaction time and things like that. So quite a different purpose to what it's used um, in the modern sense. But um, I guess when, uh, you know, during the sort of 70s and 80s, when um, software design became a bit more mainstream, they they saw its use um, as a a kind of an organizational tool. Um, And so it kind of grew out of that. Um, and then it's been used sort of uh, since the 90s to, uh, in, in its current sort of modern form yeah. to, um, to organize uh, information architecture uh, and involve users. I love the idea of card sorting because uh, we, I mean, I'm a developer and in my past we have uh, used cards. And I always used to sort of maintain that the, the, best, the best design systems were always designed on the back of an envelope. Yeah. They never had a fancy sort of 
you know, sort of software-driven drawing. It was always yeah, yeah. bits of scraps of paper sort of blue-tacked to the wall and stuff. Yeah, and very low-fi. The yeah, the lower the fi, the better. Yeah, I think and that's right. And people, people can relate to that a lot easily, I think. You know, people know what a pen is and what a bit of paper is, and they know how they go together and how to use them. Um, so it's very, it's very quick for people to grasp, and they know, you know, uh, they see pieces of card on the on the table, and they just, you know, just, they just arrange them, and that's and that's one of the advantages of card sorting is its simplicity. It's really easy to pick up. Um, you know, anyone can do it, um, from young people to old people, whether they understand technology or whether they don't. You know, everyone everyone can sort of participate. So the barrier to entry is really low, um, and that's one of the really great things about it. So the idea of using cards then to sort out informational architecture, what specific problems, Pierre, does it solve? Basically, um, it's a way of making your um, information architecture intuitive. So um, in the past, what would happen um, with, with a lot of websites is um, the decisions about the website would be made by either the designer or by the client and users of the actual final product would rarely get a say. Now, that, that's sort of changing a lot um, over the past few years, now we're starting to do, do um, the discipline of user experience is, is really based around involving users. Um, and card sorting is another way of, you can involve users earlier on in planning a site. So by involving users in a card sorting session, you can kind of understand how intuitive your navigation is or whether your content isn't labeled very well or if people find it difficult to understand where things go yeah. or, you know, things like that. And, and that can make, that can go a long way to improving um, your usability. Um, one analogy I like to use is um, if, if you think of your website like a supermarket yeah. and, if, and if people, if visitors to a supermarket, you know, people want to find, you know, the milk or the cornflakes or whatever it might be. And so they'll start walking around and, you know, walking down the aisles trying to find what they're looking for. And if those aisles are named intuitively, they'll quickly find it. Um, and it's no different on a website. So someone, a visitor will come to your website with a, with a specific goal in mind um, and they'll start using the navigation. But if the navigation is confusing... Um, then they'll just leave, basically, um, and they'll go to another site because, you know, another site's very easy to visit. Yeah. So really that's what it's all about. It's about um, improving the, the structure of the information on your site and doing so in a way that um, makes it intuitive to users. It's interesting, actually, because we were talking about this earlier and you mentioned um, testing assumptions and, and how card sorting helps with that as well. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so again, um, going back to my earlier comment about how the decisions about a site were usually made by designers or, or by or by people in in uh, on the client side. Um, so someone would you know, and I've I've been involved in meetings where people go, oh, I think it should be called this, or oh no, I think it should be called that. Yeah. And yeah, and you have these kind of round discussions uh, roundabout, um, and no one really ends up in a in a satisfactory answer. So card sorting can really help to kind of resolve those uh, kind of. Uh, disagreements in a site because you can put them in front of a user and just see how they react and they'll say, well, I don't really know what this means or, oh yeah, that, that makes sense to me. And so yeah. it, can, it can really resolve those little kind of disagreements and those speed bumps um, in, in the way that a lot of other user-centered techniques can as well. And I'm presuming it will have SEO implications as well, won't it? Indeed, yeah, definitely. Um, SEO is a big part of uh, a big part of it too. So making things, um, you know, naming your content in a way that um, users are likely to, uh, to search for, um, is again uh, a really key advantage too. Let's talk a little bit about um, case studies. I know you can't mention names, but you've been working with a couple of fairly big charities, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. So um, we we did a project early this year for a redesign project. Mm. 
um, and the the client in question had a, a fairly old website. Um, they they ran a, num- a number of kind of different centres around the UK and Ireland, and um, each of these centres uh, had had you know staff members that would upload content quite regularly. Um, and it, it, over time, this ended up with a you know a section that had literally hundreds and hundreds of pages within it, and the only way of organising it was by A to Z. So I had news articles, I had videos, I had PDFs, and a lot of it was really useful stuff. But it, unless you really knew what you're looking for, it was really unfriendly to browse because yeah. the only way of organising it was, you know, A does it begin with A? Does it begin with B? Does it begin with C? Crikey! Yeah, so it was it was it was nuts. So basically. Yeah. What we did was uh, we applied a card sorting session. First, first of all, we start off with a content audit. So we went through with the client each of those pages and working out um, a lot of the stuff was duplicate, duplicated. So yes. someone from one center would upload the same news article as someone from another center, but with a slightly different title, even though the content was the same. So going through that, um, you know, auditing the content, working out you know, what was out of date, what was duplicated. And then once we've whittled that down, we had a list of things that we wanted to test. Um, so the idea with any card sorting session is try not to test too much at once. So because because of the limitations of kind of the human, the human mind and things like that, mm. um, generally you want to aim for about 50 to 70 different items per session. Yeah. So if you've got a really, really big site, it's ideal to kind of split it up into different sessions of about 50 cards each. So, that, so we did that. Um, we eventually got the the content down to about I think it was about eighty different cards. Yeah. So that was just on the upper upper range of of the you know the amount of stuff you want to test for each session. Um, and then we yeah we, so we ran it with um we ran it internally with our own staff members and ran it with other people in the office and also some users of the site that um the client helped find. Um, and we found a number of really interesting things. You know like um a lot of the a lot of the pages that were in the site. Um, were labeled a certain way, you know, and that was said by the client, but no one actually, there was one page that no one understood what it meant. Um, and so we, we presented that to the client and they said, well, look, you know, this is, this is an important uh, part of your business uh, that, that, you know, that people visit this page because it had a, had a, a higher converting goal on there um, to, to do with donations and things. Um, and but people couldn't understand what it meant just by looking at it on a, on a piece of card. So we said, you know, look, this is what some people have, have suggested as a name for this. Um, and so, again, you know, it, it helps to resolve those kind of uh, those disputes that can arise when you're planning a website. Um, and it was really, really, really useful. Um, it's, it's, it can be a lot of fun for people. You know, it's, it's interactive. It's hands-on. Yeah, it's almost gamifying, is it? It is, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, so um, they, they, they had a great time. And, and you, you know, you have a couple – you have, you know, tea and biscuits in there with you and have a bit of a chat. And, you know, it's – it's, yeah, it's like a nice little day out for yeah. some people. Um, so yeah, no, it was a, it was a really really good one. Um, we you know we we got the we got that content down from about you know I think seven hundred pages down to about eighty. Um, wow. We consolidated a lot of the pages. We we renamed them. Um, it's almost and, a ninety percent reduction, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of it was just you know a lot of the pages were just you know one paragraph of text on a page. Yeah, you know so we, you know we identified ways of combining them. Um, and and consolidating them, and we came up with you know five, four or five kind of subheadings for each of those pages, um, and and yeah, it just made it made it much easier. The client was very happy, um, and so it's a really yeah, it was a really good technique to to use in that. If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. 
Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, a Kantar podcast now. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. In that case, um, it really improved the navigation. Really interesting, actually, because I think there's a general human characteristic, isn't there, to... It's a bit like old directory structures, and I bet there's loads of websites out there like this where you they just get sort of organically added to, and no one's yeah. quite sure where their bit of information should go. Exactly. I mean, was, it, was it a real eye-opener for the sort of when the client definitely. was sorting and looking at these cards? And- definitely, definitely. Like, um, again, a lot of people are really surprised once they involve the, uh, I guess, the voice of the user, if you like, mm. um, and, and having, their, uh, ch- having their assumptions kind of challenged um, and, and showing, you know, like your, your, your site users see things differently to you do. Um, and, it's, and a lot of them sort of go, oh, wow, I never realized, you know, I never really had the idea that, um, you know, the, the way we've been doing things for so long um, is, is different to the way that we should be doing it. And now that that's the power of these kind of user-centered techniques, um, you, you see that a lot with user testing as well, when you show people videos of user tests and they just get their, their you know, very surprised by, by what they see. Um, yes. So, it's, yeah, it's the same thing with card sorting. Any, um, the client was, was very kind of on board with our process once we, once we did that. And was this process just a standalone thing or was it part of a bigger sort of redesign? It was part of a big redesign, that's right. So we, um, we were involved with a complete uh, sort of re-architecting of the site, a redesign, um, making it responsive, um, looking at all the kind of conversion goals of the site and the, and the kind of the business aspects and um, the content strategy as well. As I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, they had 19 or 20 centers around the UK, all of them uploading, you know, uh, news articles and blogs and photos every week. Mm. So we had to kind of think about the processes behind that, um, the interface that they, those staff members would use to create that content. So it was, a, it was a quite a big project, but a lot of fun as well. What were some of the other sort of benefits of this redesign? Well, basically, the, the main benefit was uh, helping to get a good content strategy in place. Involving users really showed the client that um, their old system wasn't really working very well for them. Mm. Um, and it helped to kind of resolve uh, some internal disagreements that they had. You know, you had, uh, you know, the, the board, if you like, of the, of the charity were, had, had differing ideas about how to handle things. Um, but when you show that, when you, when you kind of gather everything together and involve users in the picture, it can really, it can really help 
to kind of prove one viewpoint over another, if you like, or you know, show that one assumption is false and another one is true, um, in a way that doesn't resolve in any um, animosity, if you like, between the clients, because they can just see, you know, they see the evidence for themselves. Or oh, our use our users think this way, so let's just do it. Let's just you know, fall on that side of the argument because that's the one that makes sense. Yeah, the user is always right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about execution then. What's the sort of um, the best way to execute this? What are the top sure. tips? Well, um, the, the recommendation would be to start small, um, just to you know get your feet wet. Um, it's best to do it on a site where um, you have a fairly good relationship with the client, especially if you've never sort of done it before. Yeah. Um, and also on a site that um, isn't too complex, but isn't too simple either. So it, it wouldn't really make much sense to do it on, say, you know, a little seven-page brochure website. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it wouldn't make sense to do it on a, you know, 700-page monster. Um, so you, you've got to kind of uh, set the target right. The next step is to kind of do a, an audit of all the pages. So there's a really good tool called SEO Spider. Yeah. Um, and that's a free download, and you basically type in a URL and it will kind of gather all of the, 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 the page titles for you. And then you can just grab those, put them in an Excel file, and then um, you've basically got your list of pages right there. Nice. At that point, you've got to make a bit of a judgment call as to which ones to include in the session. Um, I typically, if, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the, the sort of the 50 to 70 card limit is, is really important. So um, if if the if the list of pages I have is more than that, what I'll do is um, I'll exclude pages like contact us or um, you know a lot of about us pages tend to yeah. be fairly similar. Yeah. You know privacy policies and and things like that. So you reckon that fifty to seventy cards per session is the sweet spot then? I do, yeah, ideally, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sometimes, you, sometimes you get pages that are more than that. So what you can do is split it up into two different sessions. So you'll have, you know, pages one to fifty, and then pages fifty to a hundred, yeah. and run two different sessions for that. Um, the more users you can get, the better. So the so the idea is that you just get all these page titles, you you put them on a on a card, um, and then you basically invite users to come and just sort them in a way that makes sense to them. Um, it's important to to make sure that the the visitors realize that there's no kind of right or wrong way to do it. Some people will have trouble with you know sorting cards. That's fine as well, yeah. um, because it means that you know there's a problem with the labeling of that card, or because they don't understand the purpose of that card or that page, which is you know really useful to know. So ideally, you want to aim for about sort of ten users is is the kind of sweet spot for that. Yeah. Until you see like a, a trend emerging. And then, uh, yeah, you basically just um, take take a picture. Um, well, there's there's a couple of ways of analysing it. You can you can write numbers on the cards and do what's called a dendrogram. Yeah. Um, but that's a bit of an advanced technique. Um, most of the time, what I do is just take a picture um, of what um, the arrangement that they've made, and then just um, that way I can refer to it later. And then, um, yeah. So once you've done your sessions, you um, you just do a bit of analysis. You try and look for trends. Um, oh, one thing I should mention is that during the session, it's important to take notes about yes. any any kind of pages that they tr- uh, have trouble with or any kind of comments that they make while they're sorting. Do you normally write those on the card? Yeah. No, you, um, I normally just write them in a notebook. Yeah. Um, so I say, you know, oh, user five had a had a trouble with um, where to put, you know, about us or something like sure. that. And that way, um, 
you can see from session to session if there's any common common findings. Like if a lot of users struggled with this card, then maybe the name of it isn't right, or maybe it doesn't even need to exist at all, and the content there can go somewhere else onto another page. I see. Yeah. So these are more like yeah. session notes, then, aren't they? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and the other th important thing is to you know to have um, like like with any kind of user testing is uh, to you know to have you know cups of tea, biscuits, bottles of water, those kind of things. But no alcohol. Um, no. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe if it's a Friday <laughs> afternoon, you could have a bit, you know cheeky beer or something. <laughs> maybe it will help the process. Maybe it will. Not too not too much though. You don't want to get <laughs> people to get a bit a bit leery. It's uh, <laughs> interesting that you mentioned about taking pictures as well. I mean, the number of times I've gone into design meetings and we've sketched something out on the whiteboard and. Mm. Easy. I mean, with modern cameras, everyone has a modern camera. Everyone just takes a snapshot of the whiteboard. Yeah, exactly. like, why take notes when you can just take a picture? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the notes are there to capture insight that you might not get from a picture. Yeah. So things that people say, um, or that, or things that people do, um, that you that a picture can't really capture. But the picture is just there to kind of show, you know, at a quick glance how they've arranged the the content. And then, and then that way you can sort of refer back to it and go, oh, okay, this user put that there. Okay, right. And then you look at your notes and you say, oh, okay, they did mention that, that they struggled a bit with that card. So yeah. you kind of build a fuller picture of what they were thinking. Well, Pierre, thanks for covering this very useful sort of card sorting technique. Are there any sort of tools online that people should know about that might help with this? Yeah, there's a few um, that you can use. Um, that I think the main one is called Optimal Workshop. Mm. Um, and that's kind of a part of a suite of user testing tools. Um, and what you can do is set up your cards online and then you can give people a, you know, a link and they can do the card sorting in their browser. The advantage of that one is that it's really, really easy to create reports on the way that people have um, organized the cards. Um, the disadvantage for me is the, is the cost, obviously. It's not, yeah. um, you know, all you need with card sorting is a couple of cards and a, and a, and a Sharpie, really. And of course, you don't get the food either, do you, and the drink? And you don't get the food and the drinks. No, that's right. Um, another good one um, that some people use is Trello. I uh, don't know if you've... Uh, yes, I know of yeah. Trello because we're yeah. using it in our company, actually. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a really not a bad way either, and it's free. So there's, uh, again, but the problem with online tools is, you know, some people, it's not as intuitive as, a, as moving cards around on a table. You know, you still have to kind of yep. learn how to use the interface. And if you make a mistake, you know, how do you undo it and stuff like that. Yes. Um, so there's pros and cons to each one. Um, if, if you've done a few card sorting sessions and you're starting to get the hang of it, then maybe an online one. Um, if you're doing a big e-commerce site, for instance, uh, an online tool could be really good um, yep. because, you, you know, you've, you can send it to people overseas and stuff like that. But um, if you're just starting out, then I think, yeah, just the, just the in-person one is the way to go. Yeah, if you can get everyone into the same physical room, that's always a good thing, I think. Mm -hmm. So, Pierre, how can people find out more about you and more about Decibel? Um, well, yeah, you can go to the uh, website, uh, decibeldigital.com, um, so you can have a look at our studio and the kind of work we've done. Um, there's, a, there's some, a lot of great resources on card sorting uh, online that you can look at. Um, I've actually written an article on Smashing Magazine about it shameless promo <laughs> yes yeah, so we'll put a link in the show notes cool um yeah and there's a lot of other ones out there so uh, yeah so it's a it's a really good way to get started um with um sort of user-centered design techniques yeah um if you've never been involved in that sort of thing then this is probably the, the easiest way to do it to get into it well, Pierre Croft, thank you very much indeed. And that's going to be it for today's show. Thank you for listening. You can find show notes at sitevisibility.com slash podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, and we have an email hotline, if such a thing exists, podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk, and the telephone hotline if you want to leave a, an audio message or an audio question. 
plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. That's it from me, Andy White, and it's goodbye from Pierre. Thanks very much. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, a Kantar podcast now. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.